Hey, this is Eastlake BBA, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you. We hope this builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Hello, everyone. My name is Oliver, and I am an alcoholic. Hello. Good to see you all. I see some new faces. Welcome. When I get here, well, didn't here at the beginning, but but anyhow, today I was asked uh, to speak about a vision for you. And something wonderful happened to me this afternoon. And I, uh, you know, I read this chapter, and not as much as I read others. You see, in the workshop of BBA, we don't, wouldn't study, we don't do the questions and the vision for you. So it's a chapter that I have read on my own, and uh, I have read it a few times. But today I was reading it, and something came out of the story that, or the chapter that it really struck me, you know? And um, I'm going to be talking about God today a little bit, or a lot. I hope you guys don't mind, but <clears throat> that's what struck me today. You know, I was uh, just imagine this for a second. In 1935, you're six months sober, right? You have lost everything, everything in your life, everything worthwhile. Your wife is working. You can't wake up out of bed because you're so drunk. All of a sudden, you go to the hospital. At the hospital, something really strange happens. You think you see God. You have a spiritual awakening and you go out in life and you start working, right? You start doing life with no solution. The only thing that you have that you know is that a doctor told you that you were sick, right? That once you start thinking, once you take a drink, the drink takes you. That you have a physical condition that you cannot stop once you drink, right? And, um, and then you have another guy that tells you that he, he got God and religion and that through working certain steps, he got better, but that's all he had, right? <clears throat> so this guy goes to Akron and he goes with a business deal, right? He's not, he doesn't have a dime, man. I mean, I don't know any of you that has been broke before with a family, but when you don't have money to pay the rent, it's a lot of anxiety, man. You know, when you're six months sober, man, you don't know what you have in your head, uh, you know, you have your head up your behind. So this guy travels there, man, and he goes into the business deal and the business deal goes back. Right? Now, just, just, just remember this. We come here to AEA, we have a wonderful solution, man. We have sponsors, we have speaker meetings, we have tapes, we have all kinds of tools in order for us to get sober, man. We have people in centers. We have a bunch of help today. But back then, they didn't have anything, man. Drunks were, I mean, they were just canceled out. I mean, a lot of them were in the nut house, and you couldn't get out there. They couldn't stop drinking. So anyhow, this guy, this guy goes out there, and, 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 and he's deal goes bad and he starts getting really afraid. Has any of you feel fear sober? I mean, the kind of fear that I have felt sober, man, it's, it's overwhelming. You see, when you're drinking, you're drunk, and you feel afraid, you just take a pill, you take a pill, and it goes away. But when you're alive 24-7, man, the damn thing stays with you, man. The fear becomes terror. You know, and that's what happened to Bill. You know, so I was telling to a few guys, we were a deal away from Nairbear and never being here. See, this guy needed that deal. He needed that deal more than anything. And, and you know, when God not only shut down that deal, there was a lawsuit there, and he made sure that there was no traces of that deal ever, ever, ever to come back again. So what did this guy does, man? He sees a bar, he wants to go into the bar to say, man, I just need some relief, some relief from this anxiety, this fear, what I'm gonna do, and what I'm gonna feed my family. I mean, just, just try to picture yourself there, man. And guess what he does? One thing that he had never done before. He opens up the directory and goes to church and goes and meets Bob, right? A religious man, a doctor. And then they get together and that's how he was born, you know? And after that, they go to a hospital and they start working with an alcoholic and bloom, bloom, and so on, go to the story of AA. So, you know, today, for some reason, I thought that I saw that the book said that we were a deal away from existence. And I got here and I started reading and it's not there. <laughs> but that's what I got. You see, when you believe in God the way that I do, that's what I got this afternoon. I, I sat down and I read the chapter and I talked to my God and I said, listen man, hit me up and tell me what it is that I need to say in the meeting to, to alleviate somebody's life or to, I mean, to just to share the message. And, and, and that's that. And, and that's what hit me, you know I mean? <clears throat> and then I'm going to talk about me, if that's the only thing that I have, my experience, but you see, God 
And God works in mysterious ways, man. We have been doing a workshop right now. We're in the fifth step, and I've been hearing a lot, of, a lot of pain, man, and a lot of suffering, a lot of sorrow, and a lot of loneliness, and a lot of emptiness, and a lot of the spirituality where alcoholics live, man. And I've been blessed and and, and been giving this list of, of of sponsoring people and doing a workshop, and 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 to hear the human pain, man, and remembering where I come from and how how how. How horrible this disease is, man! It got me really. I've been shaking this week, you know. I've been I've been crying with my guys and with my girls in in, in a couple of occasions. So I've been stroking by God. I mean, it's it's the hand of God, it's the grace of God, you know. So my experience, you know, I have always struggled with money. I, I had the big shot complex, you know. Before coming here to AA, I had to lose a lot of money, man, millions of dollars in a big position, and I was a big shot. Big business, big corner office, lots of assistance, very a lot of fame and a lot of power, right? I could have everything I wanted, travel anywhere in the world. I mean, I, money wasn't a, a problem. Right? What happened? I lost it all. I landed on my knees, man. Lost it all. My marriage, all my money, I had to declare bankruptcy, and I only lost what I had saved. I owed like two, like a lot of money to me, so I had to declare bankruptcy, right? <clears throat> and here I am, man. Five years later. This is the fourth workshop that I do in BBA, right? But what I want to do, I want to go back to Wall Street, man. I want to be in a suit. I want to be with the suits. I want to be in the power circle, and I want to make decisions worth millions of dollars. That's what I used to do. That's what I want to do. Right? And I want to look at my bank account. I want my bank to be fat. And I want to go and travel and do whatever the hell I wanted, like I used to do, right? And have a boat and have jet skis and go fishing every time I wanted and hunting and all that, right? And while I was thinking about that this afternoon, a guy from Colorado calls me, man, that he did a workshop with me. Hey, Oliver, if I drink, the obsession is going to kick in and I'm going to develop this allergic. So I had to call him up and say, hey, buddy, you're right. <laughs> you know, if you think about drinking, but you see, all these things are happening at the same time. I didn't know I was speaking tonight. Supposedly, it was Jose that was going to come down here to speak, so I had to, I didn't know. So anyhow, what I'm trying to say is that the vision for you, I mean, today, the lesson that I got today from my spiritual day, because it's been a spiritual day, I heard a fifth step all morning long, in the afternoon I was moved because I've been losing some money in some businesses, whatever, the usual, a regular day. And then I read this chapter, and, and, and that's what strikes me, you know. I did a workshop in, in, the, in Spanish, and I used to talk a lot about my story because that's the only one that I have. And if I lost money, well, I have to tell you I lost money. And if it was a lot of money, well, it was a lot of money for me. It's my story. I don't have another story. You know, and, and, and this lady told me, Oliver, thank God you lost everything. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't be here with us right now sharing the big book awakening, right? And it's not me. I'm doing it. But it's, it's the work that, that, that saves lives. So the point that I'm trying to make is that my vision is so limited, right? My vision, my worries, being an alcoholic, selfish, self-centered, that's my problem. That's what I'm sick of, right? Drugging and drinking is just a manifestation of my spiritual malady. You know, all my life I haven't been able to, to feel part of. And so I have always needed something to be someone so you can love me and invite me and blah, 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 right? So my vision all my life has been very limited, right? It's been about money, it's been about prestige, it's been about marriage, or kids, or, or drugs, or whatever. And today that I've been recovering, my vision as well is very limited, right? I, I wake up in the morning when I have to share the message with another alcoholic, I share it, but I don't know the impact that we truly have out there. And I'm talking about me, but all you guys are the same thing. I mean, we're alcoholics, that's what we do, right? And, and the funny thing is that some days I think it's about me, right? That I'm doing a great job. That people look at me because they like me. But it has nothing to do with me. You see, this was given to me by God. The road <clears throat> that I had to travel to get to AA was, it was rocky. It was a lot of fun sometimes, but it was very painful, man. It was very, very painful. I'm one of those alcoholics that had to lose everything, man. But my health, in order for me to understand it. I couldn't stop. I mean, I was, I was sober since I went, I haven't had a drink since, I, what, 32 years ago? I stopped drinking when I was 22, so that's 30 years ago. But I had a huge relapse in drugs, you know, because I just couldn't stay sober. I mean, for me, sober, 
You see, I was a, a daily user, man. I don't, I don't get the weekend warriors, man. I, for me, it was Monday through Sunday, 24-7, for a very long time, man. And I did that because I just, I couldn't cope. Because that's, that's who I am. I mean, that's, that's my truth and that's my story. I guess I've heard it before. I guess it's my story. It's every time I speak, I'm going to tell you about my story. But, but you see, the vision for you, what I got out of the chapter today, and every time I read it, is this. I've been given this great fellowship, man. My true brothers are here in this room. The people that I truly love, the people that truly know me, man. How refreshing it is to go into a room and tell you who I am without being ashamed of myself. And see that you're nodding your head because you really, you realize you're like me. Right? Or you're paying attention because you felt last year, last week. Right? And all my life I tried to do that, man. Trying to be somebody in order for you to accept me. And today the only thing I have to do is to be me. And be loved. And be listened to and understood and welcomed. When you have a bunch of people listening to me, man. This is great. This for me is just a blessing. I, I come to a place every day, I mean, Chef, he's one of my best friends, he has lived with me a bunch of stuff, um, good and bad, you know, and when it's bad, he doesn't show away from me, and he loves me more, and same thing with, with me and him, and with all you guys, as, as time goes by, we will develop those relationships, so <clears throat> that's what AA gives me, man, today, you know, a place where I can finally a destination. You know, I have always tried to arrive someplace when I was using and, and drinking and drawing. And I thought that I found it with my family and I grew codependent with my kids. I said, I don't need anything in the world of Nicholas and Amen. And I truly thought so. I said, screw the world. If I don't have any friends again in my life, I don't give a shit. I have my kids. That's how much I love them. That's how much I love being with them. But what did I do to them? Codependency is not good. You see, my, my daughter has her sentiments, my son has her sentiments, right? But here, this is real. This is for real. This is unconditional. This, we're the same, we're family. There's no judgment here. And if there is judgment, it's because what I'm saying bugs you because you like me. And that's a beautiful thing. The magic of AA, man, it's that it doesn't matter where I'm sitting today. I will see you this next year, sitting in the same chair I'm sitting today. So every time I try to judge, I remember that. I say, oh, don't judge, because you're going to be saying the same thing in a couple months. So, so <clears throat> that's what Bill gave me. That's what Bob gave me. That's what a sour deal gave all of us, the book. You see, imagine Bill with a million bucks. <laughs> and now he's six months over. Do you think he was going to write a book? No. You think that Oliver with a million bucks would be doing workshops? No, man, I'll be hunting in Alaska, brother. That's what I like. So you see, but, but that vision, that limited vision, I want a million bucks, man, but I don't see the vision of God, what God has for me. What, you see, I gave my life away in the seventh step, right? Because that's where truly, where I truly gave my life away to God. I said, listen, man, here's the deal. Here's everything I am, do whatever the hell you want. And he's doing it, man. No matter what I do in business, man, it just doesn't come out. But anything that has to do with working the program and, and, and sharing the message and me inviting to speak or whatever, man, I'm popular. And I have a workshop and then people want me to go to a workshop and workshops and workshops and, and, and everything's about AA. And, and truly, I, I go to God and I say, come on, man. I've done my part. Show me the money, brother. It's my time. But that's not the way that God wants it to be today. And some days it's really hard to admit that, and sometimes it's really hard to accept that, right? Because I'm a big shot, I'm a big deal, I want big bucks, right? That's how we are, well, that's how I am measured in the world. How big of a house you have, how many cars you have, the garage, where's the boat, where's the vacations, what kind of clothing your kids wear, what college do your kids go, even if they have C's or D's, they have to go to UCLA or UCSD or whatever the hell. You pay $100,000 for it so you can be successful. I mean, it just, that's, that's what I've been taught. It's done. And today I don't have that. I don't have any of that. My kid is in college and I owe a shitload of cash. <laughs> to pay it. And you know, that's a deal that I have with God. How am I going to pay it? I don't know. And I'm in debt big time. How am I going to pay it? I don't know. This is where God wants me, man. 
into their duplication. But then again, my vision, more times than not, it's very, very limited. And it's limited by my fears. It's limited by my lack of faith. It's limited by my fears, man. That's where it's at. The fear, I mean, for you have found the work. Fears is what makes and creates the illusion. The illusion creates the thoughts and thoughts creates the actions. And that's, and I believe that. I lived in a lie of my life because the vision for my life was always so limited. It got so gigantic, so big. I mean, think about it, 1935. If you have less than six months of writing, you feel like shit, well, imagine being built. No solution. So then you have a guy that talking about the 12 steps, there's a solution, it's there. This guy had nothing. He wanted that money, but God had another plan for the guy, man. And look at us. I think that's what Time Magazine naming man of the century, I don't know, something like that, but he didn't care, he just did what he needed to do, so. Welcome to AA, whomever it's new, I don't know if you guys are new or just whatever, but this is a wonderful, wonderful fellowship. This is what I found peace. This is what I found love, friendship. And, uh, but the biggest message that I have for all of you, man, is that in times of pain, in times of doubt, in times of fear, the vision that you have, it ain't. I guarantee you it's not. God has something super, super, duper great for you. And when you get it, maybe you won't think that it's that great. But believe me, as time goes by, <clears throat> the vision that God has for me, I mean, I never thought I was going to be telling you all this, guys. And to be, you know, with my kids, that I can look at them in the eye, they know how much I lost what I did, but everything. I'm okay with that. I have friends today that I only dreamed about having before. You know, the money goes away and the friendship goes with it. The position goes away and the friends go with it. You know? So do they have true, true friends? You know, and I believe in Christ. Uh, we baptized a good friend of mine on Sunday. And I was selling coke to people, man. Today I'm introducing them to the love of God. What saved my life. And did I know that I was going to do that before? No, man. Remember, I want the corner office and a million bucks. That's what I want. And maybe, maybe you might think you want the same thing, but if it doesn't, I'm okay with that. And that's what I got out of the vision for you. Maybe if you read it, you get something else, man. But that's what came to me, and that's what came into my heart, and that's what I wanted to share with you guys. So remember, we were a deal away from existence. That's how big God is. It's huge. We didn't know. This happened in 1935. Thank you. You're an alcoholic. I know you talked about uh, a roller coaster of a weekend. Watching football and being with my family, taking my kid back to college. Um, they wanted to drop out a month ago, and then they called their counselor to tell them that, and they found out they could just graduate this year. Talk about a vision for you. Um, they're supposed to go another year, so I'm super lucky and blessed. Um, also, uh, I'll just say a little bit about my story. So, three and a half years sober, uh, came in here afraid of conflict, avoided a lot. I enjoy football and I would hate to be around anybody who talked crap. Um, I couldn't stand it with my team lost and you wouldn't be, want to be around me if they did. Um, my team is the 49ers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, two years ago I was sober for the Super Bowl. And handled it better, but I definitely didn't handle it badly. I drove home from Santa Clarita with my whole family, and I was fine. I didn't drive erratically. I wasn't mad. I was sad. But Baltimore in 2012, I was blaming everybody. Um, and I hardly remember the end because I was drunk, and I woke up the next day, didn't go to work, and cracked a beer and started watching that game over again. <laughs> Um, because I wanted to know exactly what happened and I regret watching it again. Um, fast forward to this weekend and um, lo and behold, this team is playing in LA and I'm going to get to go. 
And not only do I get to go, my wife wants to be there with me, and my 14-year-old kid wants to be there with me. We're going to be in public, and I might have conflict with other fans. And I'm really not worried about it. I don't think I'm going to lose my cool, and I think I'll be able to protect my family. So I've come a really damn long way in this program. Um, not to mention, you know, I probably didn't budget for a big football game like this, but I think how many dollars have I saved by not drinking over the past three and a half years? So we'll call it even. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, runs alcoholic addicts. I love life and life loves me. You know, a vision for you, it's God's vision. Because um, my vision uh, is very limited, right? Um, one of my pa favorite pages is page 68, and it says that we trust uh, infinite God instead of our finite selves. So God's vision for us is so much broader than what we possibly could ever have come up with. Uh, you know, I remember um, I went through a breakup and, and I was going, uh, I was looking at another job and I was like, I'm sober and all this shit's happening right now. And a good friend of mine who's in the program and we actually go to church together also, he's like, Renzo, he's like, you know, God, uh, the devil will always show you second best. You're making good money at that job. That girl's okay. But he's always going to introduce you just the second best when God has a different vision for you. You just want to stay with the ordinary when God wants to give you extraordinary. And that's how a vision for you is. God's vision for us um, is completely different than what I wanted it to be at this point. You know, today I get to invite friends to come to a meeting, and they came, right? I, fr Friday, I went to a men's meeting in La Jolla, and I'd been asked by some, uh, a, f a guy that I knew, um, that I saw him at a treatment center um, three months ago. He just got 90 days of sobriety, was leading a men's meeting. He invited me to come there to give him a token at that meeting. And for whatever reason, I was like, ah, I don't want to go. I was trying to make an excuse of not going. But then I'm like, you know what, God, I know that you want me to go. And uh, I'm so grateful that I did. Uh, when I walked into that meeting, there was a guy that uh, says, hey, Renzo. I turn around, and it's a guy that was with me at the McDonald's Center when I was in the treatment center. And then nine months later, we both went back to the McDonald's Center. And the funny thing is there was a third guy. So there's three of us. We relapsed nine months later. And um, I hadn't seen Bill um, in four years. Um, the other guy, Steve, I, I do a lot of meetings with him. And him and I are still close. But that was God's vision, right? I did not want to be there. And I prayed on it. And there was God's vision. He reintroduced me to someone that was part of the beginning of my journey, right? And I got to hang out with them actually yesterday, and we just talked about sobriety. Uh, we talked about life. And I had lunch today with the other guy, Steve. I couldn't have come up with any of this on my own, but that was God's vision for me. You know, how beautiful is that? Like, I could not have prayed or wished upon something as beautiful as that. And there was God's vision that he gave me such a beautiful gift to spend some time with like-minded people that I started this uh, trudge with. And we got to share just some... Uh, <coughs> some some joy some happiness happy joyous and free in realizing that wasn't me doing it that was all god's handiwork 
That's all I got. Thank you. My name is David and I am an alcoholic. And uh, Oliver, thank you very much, my friend. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Long time no see. And um, uh, when I got sober this time around, I, I used to go to a meeting in the other church in this lake. And the name of the meeting on Monday night was a vision for you. And every time I, I hear this, uh, this theme, you know, it's like a, an awakening for me again and again and again. Like Renzo was saying, I don't know if that was the vision. Forgot that time that I've been talking with you, you know, right now. Uh, and, you know, going back about uh, the program and, and doing a, a the workshops, you know, I've been doing with Oliver the same workshops over and over again, and every time it's just get better and better. And all I need to say is thank God that he lost all his money. And thank God, you know, that he maybe keeping him, you know, like that for a little, little, little while. He doesn't need no money, you know, at all. He has everything that he wants. I know that for a fact, you know, and, uh, you know, he was talking about um, helping people. You know, I was never, ever, ever imagined that I can help another human being or another alcoholic, you know, and right now, you know, today, before I came here, there is people from Colombia asking me to help them. You know, people that uh, are in the workshop with us and that I had the honor to do the fifth step with them. And to hear them talk and to hear the, the new them, uh, the new reborn of these people is just a blessing in disguise for me. I can ask for anything better than that, ever. You know, and uh, you know, like you were saying, God works, you know, in strange ways, man. You know, the first time, you know, when people ask me for help, every time until this moment, I paralyze. I say, oh my God, what am I going to say now? What am I going to do now? Oh my God, you know, and I go over and over and over. And all I had to do is ask him for help. And the answers are right there, right there, right there, right there. Like, you know, some people were, were, were saying, you know, in the meetings that we, that we, we go to BBA and they were telling, well, I heard from them saying that, God told Bill exactly what to do. What he did was put a piece of paper on the pen, you know. And the rest, God was, was, was doing it for him. You know, believe it or not, this, this feeling is crazy, but that's exactly what I feel today. I was going on and on with this guy, telling him exactly what, what he needed to do. And I thought he had nothing for him, you know. And all of a sudden, you know, he's just, I just tell him, look, you know, all you have to do is what I do. Yes, I help him for, to be with you, to help you, you know. Just have a little uh, uh, patience and tolerance and the answers will come. A few minutes after, he's writing me up uh, 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 again, you know, he's answering all the things that I was telling him and he's so happy. And he was, yes, uh, 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 telling me how different his life is after he did this work with us. You know, and again, I repeat myself a lot of times, but I was never, ever in my, in my wildest dream of thought that I would be talking to you regarding this, helping other people, you know. And uh, my fears is still them, you know, because in this program I realized, you know, what it's told me to do, anything that I wanted to do is just fear. Fear and the lack of God with me. I find out in this program that I have a spiritual disease, you know, that I was, um, I'm a spiritual, I was a spiritual dead. I'm no longer, you know, that man. Thank God, I found God in this program, and uh, my life is completely different. So, Oliver, I thank you again, and hope you don't make a lot of money, you know, <laughs> take a little, like a little longer. <laughs> Uh, good evening, Lance, alcoholic. Hi, Lance. Hey, thanks, Lance. Renzo, for inviting me here tonight. 
And uh, I, I like what Oliver said about, uh, first of all, I never looked at it that way, like it was one deal away. That's, that's pretty in, uh, insightful, you know. I, I didn't ever catch that. You know, I, I really got to start reading the big book more. And, but it's good to get different perspectives, you know. Thanks, Cynthia, for picking me up. And I like what you said about the selfish and self-centeredness, man. I mean, and how you're sick of it. And I go, God, that's me. I'm so sick of it. Right before I got here, right before I came here, like my limited vision was, okay, Cynthia's going to her roses, sober roses, women's meeting, and I'm probably going to maybe find a meeting tonight. And I don't know what... But, you know, I didn't know Renzo was going to, Renzo called out of the blue, and I said, what'd you do, uh, you know, said to give him my number to, I was, which I was glad to hear from you, but I, I didn't even expect you to call, and, and so I, I didn't really know, and I, I actually had the pleasure to, uh, to go to a book study uh, with Oliver and David here a long time ago, but it, I had to get warmed back up, I had to get warmed up to this room, and to, I go, oh yeah, I remember those guys, you know, it was real short and sweet. And I, I've been kind of floating around in the ether in the air, you know. I've been, I'm working out of state right now. And, uh, you know, it's just good to be back uh, centered. Uh, I, I actually, do, I met Cynthia actually doing the BBA. She didn't go, but I was writing, I was doing my book work outside of the Pioneers. I was in a rehab at the Pioneers, you know, the residential thing. And, and uh, here I am. And, and it all comes full circle because, you know, it's like my buddies, my new sober buddies are all, you know, we're all kind of gone through the pioneers or something. But anyways, I'm, I used to do my work, uh, my book work, BBA stuff, uh, trans, you know, transfer it from the workbook to, you know, I'm writing all nights, you know, I got my ruler out. I'm making the words real legible because I want to be the best in the class, you know. And, and uh, so and she, and Cynthia used to come in and out of the meetings there, wondering why I wasn't going in to the meeting. But because I had to, I had like, Night watch. I had to watch the parking lot and intruders and all this stuff. So she's like, "Why isn't he coming into the meeting?" And, and you know, and I, I was out there doing my book work and stuff. But it's just a trip. Uh, you know, uh, everything I start when I'm sitting here in these rooms, everything just starts to come out. You know, like, "Oh yeah, this is all relative." But the selfish and self-centeredness part. You know, I'm I have ADD, dude. I I have like a bad, and I realize this because I forget. I got a built-in forgetter. I just forget everything. I can't stand it, and it's fear-based, you know. I'll learn something new at work, and, and, and my, my boss, who's about 20 years younger than me, said, Lance, I feel like I'm babysitting you. I go, oh, God, don't let the like, fellas hear that, man. <laughs> and, you know, because I kept forgetting to put on my safety harness. I wanted to school him and say, dude, I am a framer, man. We used to frame octagon towers above Albertson's grocery stores, man, without freaking harnesses. No scaffolding, dude. I'm the best. No shirt, tennis shoes only. And, you know, sand and sawdust, and I never fucking fall. Excuse my language. But that's, how, that's what I wanted to tell him. But I just shut up for like two seconds. You know, I'm like, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything. And I'm glad I didn't because I, I'm, I was told not to, uh, you know, just get along with everybody there. And, you know, don't freaking cause any drama. So I, I was able to pass that on uh, to the next guy. I hopefully get a couple of jobs. I'm working out of state, and that's a... It's a real adventure. It's a trip. All these new things are coming at me. I'm learning all this new stuff. Heavy equipment operating and mining, gold mining down, you know, 2,800 feet below the surface and all this crazy stuff. And I, it, I just, I'm only doing it because I'm sober. I, I was given this gift of sobriety. And that's the only reason I'm out there. I, if I, you know, that one beer or whatever that creeps in, that... If one beer will set me off into Lala, it's just there's no return. It's, it's always the point of no return. But I just don't want to go there. But, you know, it's a lot more than just not wanting to go there. You know, it's about kind of staying connected. It's all about staying connected to God and not living in that fear, that ADD, that forgetfulness. And I'm not even joking about that. I, I just, I, it's like a forgetful thing. And, and I think it's fear-based, a lot of it. You know, it feels like it is. Because I always... I'm on edge, you know, and I just don't, it, it's that selfish, self-centeredness stuff, you know, it's that, it, that's that finite thing. I wish that was just gone. I hate that. I just want that to be, I just want to get rid of that. But if I stay sober one day at a time with God's help, man, that'll disappear too. Thanks. All right. Okay. I'm Cynthia, I'm alcoholic. Hi, Cynthia. Um, so when you were sharing a vision for you, I was thinking about the vision that my family had for me, my, my father. And um, I went on a whole different vision. You know, I, I went on my vision. 
And, uh, you know, my earthly father would only have wanted the best for me, which my heavenly father would only want the best for me. And, um, and you know, coming to AA has helped me connect back with my father, my heavenly father, my Christ. Um, I've always known of God. I didn't always participate with him because I was not worthy, or at least I thought I wasn't. Um, you know, after being around here for a long time, I've been around for like 23 years maybe. I'm coming up on a 13th birthday in March. And, um, you know, I, uh, thank you. And I, um, you know, I, I look at my life, I, I write about my life. I've written four steps, read fifth steps, you know. And um, the first one was so painful, you know. Uh, it was so, it's such a painful life. And then to have to rethink it, rewrite it, and then read it. It's like, geez, Louise, how much pain can I take? You know, and, um, but after uh, going through that, today I could just go, Psh, that wasn't pain, that's nothing. Like, oh my God, I was dying for that. You know, and um, now I have wisdom and I have experience and I have <clears throat> these tools, I have knowledge, you know, I have, I have you and your knowledge and what you've been through and um, I don't know, somebody said something about what we share about here and, you know, an actual vision, you know. Um, you know, we can talk about that vision. We can tell you that the promises come true, your life would be great. And if you, if you stick here, it really is the true vision. That's what actually happens to you, you know. Um, I've, uh, I've sold all kinds of things, you know. Name a color, I've sold it, you know. Um, Money, you know, money was no object because I didn't need any. You know, I was good looking. They'd pay for it, right? And, um, you know, today, like those, those things that I thought I wanted or needed, they're not useful. They're not useful for relationships. They're not use useful for my grandkids. My grandkids don't need money. They need my love, you know. They need my knowledge. My, my grandchildren that are at the age where they're dibbling and dabbling, you know, I can bring some knowledge. I dibbled and dabbled with that. I know what that does to you, you know, and then there's some stuff that I've never done that they're doing. It's like, shit, you know. Um, but uh, I have an experience, you know, and it's only mine. I can't share something I don't know, you know. Um, I can uh, take young ladies and I can school them on things that they shouldn't and should do, you know how to be a lady, I can do that today, you know, because I have grace, because of the mercy that God gives me, not because of anything I'm doing. God doesn't give me anything because I'm doing it good. God gives me everything because he loves me. And that's the only reason. And that's the reason why I stand here, because I'm so loved by God, you know, and um, I'm, I'm just like one of those, you know, they talk about it. Wait till the miracle happens, don't leave. Well, guess what? She's here. I'm the miracle, you know? You don't have to wait. You've already witnessed it. We have live miracles here today, you know, here today. Christ made them back then. He has them here today, you know, and, and I'm one of them, and, um, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I'm part of this, this life, you know, that we get to have uh, a place to call home, and we get to have a fellowship. And thank you for inviting me, you know. Um, I told somebody I was coming to this, and they're like, I hate BBA. And I said, you know what happened to open-mindedness and willingness, you know? I'm open to anything that's helpful because I've already been at the worst place, you know? It can only get better for me. It can't go worse. Nothing worse could happen. The worst thing that has ever happened to me was last year, the death of my father. That's the worst thing that has ever happened to me. So I don't know why I was crying so much for that one guy, you know, because that's nothing. You know, that's nothing. Today I have life and I have love and I have you. Thank you. All right. Hi, I'm Luis. I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Luis. Hey. Oliver, thank you for your share tonight. And uh, thank you for being here. Uh, that was a good share. And what was your name? Cynthia. 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 All right. Uh, let me just read real quick. It says on page 159, 
These men had found something brand new in life. And that's true for me. I found something new here. Though they knew they must help other alcoholics if they would remain sober, that motive became secondary. It was transcended by the happiness they found in giving themselves for others. That's been true for me as well. And I witnessed it too in all of them that meeting, Eric here and others. They shared their homes. Oliver has shared his home. You know, uh, their slender resources and gladly devoted their spare hours to fellow suppers. I've witnessed Oliver, Eric, David, you know, others here as well. Um, they, will, they were willing by day or night to place a new man in the hospital and visit him afterward. They grew in numbers, they experienced a few distressing failures, but in those cases, they made an effort to bring the man's family into a spiritual way of living, thus relieving much worry and suffering. And so, uh, man, I kind of lost my train of thought, but Oliver earlier shared that he's a believer. And the thing is that at some point, God told man, be fruitful and multiply. And that's what he's done. He may not be able to multiply money the way he wants to, <laughs> but the man has been very fruitful and he has multiplied the gift that God has given him. And he also invited me in, in this latest round of the workshops. And because of that, I too am leading a group of women out in Europe. And, um, you know, Wednesday, uh, I got a, a, a chance to talk to a newcomer and that was like about an hour, hour and a half. And then I got a call from one of my guys, and that was another hour. And then uh, I, I forgot that I had scheduled uh, a meeting with the ladies, because they're going through, they're getting ready for their fifth step. So suddenly, what, my day, what I had planned for that day was just, boom, all in service. And then I have to go pick up my kids, and I recognize, I'm depleted. Like literally, I just, and so I'm talking to God and I'm just like, refill me, replenish me, restore me because, and you know, at the moment, I'm also realizing my budget's gonna be tighter than I expected for February, but you know, uh, I too have devoted myself to this and I've put my, you know, all, all, I'm all in with God, so it's like I gotta trust that somehow He's gonna provide. Right? And uh, I go to the post office to pick up the mail, and there's a check, an unexpected check. And I was like, wow. You know, just, and I was like, thank you, God. Right? And uh, there was something else that happened that, later that day. But the point is, is that, um, that the happiness that this book is talking about doesn't come like before, you know, I was driven by pleasure, by money, and all these things. And today, the thing that fills me the most, really, is like earlier today, I was here at the church uh, doing step work. And just that click, you know, when you see that person's, you know, they're doing their homework, and we're going back and forth sharing, you know, our stories, and it, that's just the new joy that I get. And so the last part, just quickly, I'll read. It says, page 164, on a vision for you. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to Him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us on the, as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you. Thank you, Lou. You mentioned terror, right? Fear turning to terror, right? And if I'm not mistaken, at the beginning of that chapter talks about the four horsemen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it asked me, um, it tells me that maybe I'm going to relate to that as I'm reading it, you know, and I remember reading that. Like, wow, like I can uh, not necessarily bewilderment, you know, um, but definitely the terror. I, I can relate to the terror. Um, fear turning to terror. And, uh, you know, right? 
what Luis just read, to join us in the fellowship of the Spirit, right? Um, right before that, it tells me to make sure that my house is in order, okay? So, and that I can't give away something that I don't have then, right? So, um, yeah, I'm in the, in the process right now. I'm sitting on my, my sixth step, going to my seventh step, right? And so, you know, I've done some inventories. I, I've been in the program three and a half years, whatever. Um, nothing like this ever, man, you know? Like ever, like a grown man crying, dude, come on, bro. Like that <laughs> shit, right? You know, I, I was like telling myself, nah, I think it happened, you know? It happened, it happened, right? Over a computer, like really, like come on, bro, like God just came into my office and has come into my life, and um, you know, I, what is the vision for me today? My standing right here, being right here, right now, joining you guys in the fellowship of the Spirit. But like, here's the thing, man. Like, I'm gonna join people, and I, you know, I'm um, a lot of things I found are objectionable okay and and it's easy to say everything's objectionable right and I want it all gone then but let's be specific about it and let's get some specific prayers you know to my towards my resentments and and uh, let's contemplate this being entirely ready like really be entirely ready you know before I get on my knees and because uh, to me man this is like like you said this is the decision dude you know I mean the decision to turn my will and my life over to God and take this process and I understand that I'm not I'm not making any choices anymore. I look for direction, right? But I mean, this is the decision, dude. This is it. This is like, okay, so how important is this? I'm not going to stand up in here in a year and be like, I'm selfish and self-centered. That's a bunch of bullshit. Then I didn't do my seventh step, bro. Right? I mean, that's the truth. That's the truth. It may crop up. Okay. But what do I do when it crops up? I'm to look at it right now right here right that's what the program tells me man so as i'm joining you guys in the fellowship of the spirit i'm joining people that are doing a 10th and 11th step every day not three times a day or i mean three times a week not once a week not twice a month not that are standing up here and i mean god bless you guys you know but oh, resentments keep cropping back up and this keeps going bro then what are you doing in big book awakening man like this is real this is an experience this is the most thorough thing i've ever done in my life okay so i will surround myself with the fellowship of the spirit but it will be with people that are meditating every morning that are getting on their knees and praying every day that are reviewing their day every single night that are talking to god every morning on awakening like it tells us on page 86 that's my fellowship of the spirit because anything less here comes jason man right and what do we transcribe when we write our name in that in that third step? 52 Jasons, dude, right? I put 52 Jasons in there. I'm like, okay, who's running the show? Come on, bro. So again, to me, it's like, this is real. This is not, I'm, I'm way too, I got so many blessings. I got so much going on in my life. I'm not here to waste my time, dude. I'm not here to waste my time. So to me, this is super real, super serious, and... I mean, I come from a place now called Anonymous that's like, we don't care what you think, we don't care what you feel, we care what you do. It's a bunch of horseshit. Okay? I want to be around people that I can talk about my feelings, I can talk about what I think, that shower me with love, but that are truly working a program. Truly, because I'm not here to waste my time. And again, God bless you if you're not, and whatever works, and you want to hang on to stuff, right? No, man. Not that. That's not the seven step that I'm looking at right now. And that's why I'm contemplating it for the last three days because, you know, an hour wasn't necessarily enough time. And I'm not just going to jump into, you know, I was told, like, how do you know you're ready for six and seven? Well, you did four and five. Now go make your amends. No, bullshit. That's not it, right? And so that's the vision in my life today. That's what's happening. And because anything else is a lie. Anything else is me working the system, man doing it my way, understanding it, intellectually getting it, and lying to everybody around me, and then going home and taking it out on my family, you know? So, this has been real, this has been awesome, and um, today I'm making sure that my house is in order, 
and, I, and I'm working on being entirely ready to give it all to him. The pact with God, bro, right? Like you say, the pact. It's not a joke. This isn't like, a, you know, humbly asking him to remove my shortcut. No, dude, this is a pact. Third step was a contract. I'm backing it up with a pact. So pray for me because that's where I'm at right now. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rafael. I'm an addict. Rafael. While listening to the vision, as I told you uh, a month ago, we had a big accident and luckily we're alive. So that's kind of a vision of there's something else that I still have to do in this world. So I've been thinking since that day, it's like there's, there's, there's a message from God. I, we were saved, my family, myself, and it was a miracle. So there's something we have to do and I have to fix the stuff I, I've done. And uh, this afternoon, before coming here, I, it took me a week to get the courage to call a person that I owe a lot of money and face her and tell her that I'm going to be able to pay anytime soon or maybe never. It was difficult, a very complicated call. It was part of facing the, the facts and trying to solve my problems and not try to avoid them. I knew I had to make that call. But it's a, one of those things I see the phone and I'll do it later. I'll do it in five minutes, I'll do it in an hour. And that hour, it passed more than, well, I was supposed to call her last week at 7 p.m. So I did it today at 7 p.m., a week later. But well, it's not, not, not easy, but kind of uh, letting go and putting things on the hands of God, it's what, it's been helping me and he has proven me that it's there. I know, I believe, I'm a true believer, but the way we were saving the, we were saving the accident just confirmed me that. He's taking care of us, and I, I need to be here because we still have a mission in this earth. Thanks. Thank you. Andres, alcoholic. Hey, Andres. Uh, that was some good stuff. That was, I think, uh, something I needed to, needed to hear at this moment. Um, I have 150 days. And about two years ago, I was you know, pr pretty much in the same spot I am right now. And I wasn't doing the program, I wasn't doing the steps. And that's when I relapsed because I started feeling a lot of the same things I'm feeling now. And it, it was, you know, all these resentments, all these things about how my career should be going, how my relationship should be going. And, uh, you know, just that, that corner, we push ourselves into about how our life should be going. And uh, I started drinking again and it took me a year to come, come back to this. But now, you know, I realized, realized I needed to do that or that needed to happen for me to be back here, back in BBA or for the first time in BBA, doing the steps for real this time. And um, really, 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 you know, like, uh, going through each step, doing it with my sponsor, and just going through my resentments, really diving deep into into the work, which I hadn't been doing, because you know there's there's all these fears, there's the laziness, there's all these things. You know, right now, uh, I find myself again thinking where my career should be, where this should be, and that starts to take away from what I really should be doing, which is the work, which is the steps. That should be my number one priority. But then, you know. All these stuff, all this stuff stops creeping up because there's, it's just you know, uh, life's pressures. But uh, it gets me thinking, you know, yeah, what what you were saying, Oliver, about um, how you think that's what you want, but in reality, God has another plan for you, and that's another thing, you know. I've, I I was raised in Catholic school, but I was never really a big believer in God or never really, you know, did my prayers, did my assignments, never, you know, did my, the Our Father, Hail Mary, all that stuff. I just always, you know, kind of ignored it. And it, I don't want to say it closed off, but it, it certainly pushed me away from a relationship with God, which now I'm having to 
learn how to do all over again. You know, I'm, I'm, it, it's all new to me. I don't know how to get down on my knees and, and I don't know what, to, what, what, I, what I need to ask for or what I need to pray for. It's something, you know, that, that, that's kind of foreign to me and, I, and I, I need to learn how to do it day by day. You know, the, like Jason was saying, the daily meditation, I need to meditate and talk with God in the morning. I need to do it at night. I need to, you know, learn how to do all that because then everything just starts building up building up until you know that pressure needs to release some way and I go back to old habits the only way I know how to cope with it and you know I'm tired of living that way of, 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 of falling into the same patterns but doing this going to BBA going to AA has helped me see another way see that there's another path another way for me and even though you know I fall into the old patterns the old habits this has helped me really see that I could, there's a new path I can take and even just showing up you know coming here helps me like, really believe that this is my new path and you know I started thinking I gotta focus more on recovery I gotta focus on what I'm doing here because this is something totally new to me this is a new life maybe I don't have to have the corner office like you say maybe I don't have to you know fall whatever wherever my ambitions are leading I need to think more along the spiritual lines, more along, you know, where I'm leading now, which, you know, my avarice, my greed, all these obsessions try to pull me away from. So, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful to be coming here. I learn a, uh, a lot from you guys every day. Grateful for my, my sponsor. He's showing me the new way. And um, I fall, but I try to pick myself back up. I, Try not to wall, uh, wallow in my misery, which I, you know, used to do. I think, and and really just try to uh, lead this new path. You know, walk this new new path. So I'm grateful for that. Thanks. Hey, Michael, alcoholic. Hi, Michael. Hi, Michael. Um, just got introduced to BBA about a week and a half ago uh, by Jason. Um, I'm not really a Believer in God, I'm a Buddhist, so I believe the universe works in a mysterious way. So um, I was at a crossroads. My past uh, sponsor had relapsed. And the funny thing is, is, last time I was in the program, I was about 18 months sober. Same thing happened, and I thought I could just do it on my own. Well, the ironic thing is, it, it happened about the same time again, because I just got 17 months yesterday and I was at a crossroads again. I thought I could do it on my own and you know something just kept nudging me on the inside you need to reach out for help you need to reach out for help so that's when I got a hold of East County AA Intergroup and they got me in touch with Jason and that's basically how I'm here tonight so I mean I've been looking at the website, listening to all the audio I can, you know, and um, like I was telling them earlier, um, I was listening to the workshop from 2021 with Tyler and Joe, and Joe made a good point. He's like, this will ruin your other meetings. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he's right. You know, just a week and a half after listening to the audio, I go to my, a couple of my other Zoom meetings, I'm like... I can't do this, you know, I just gotta log out, you know, so I get back onto the BBA works and I start listening to that stuff, you know, so, but, you know, it's like, I came back into the program and I, I, just, I just knew there was more to it. I knew there was something missing from it. And like I said, I believe the universe, you know, has, you know, brought Jason, you know, into my life to introduce me to the program and I can't wait to get started. Our final sponsor, him and I start Saturday, so. I'm, I'm excited about the work, so. Hey guys, Marco, alcoholic. Hi, Marco. Marco. Um, still get pretty nervous. It goes away a little bit when I get up here. It's in the chair that I'm kind of shaking a little bit, you know? Um, but Oliver, thank you for your lead. I love listening to you. I love listening to all you guys. I feel like I learned so much and relate to all you guys in a lot of ways. Um, the vision for you, um, 
yeah, I've always had this vision of how my life was gonna play out for as long as I can remember. Like, basically, I, I'm 26 right now, and I had a vision of where I was gonna be at 22, at 23, 24, 25. And um, if anything, this process has definitely shined a light on that I'm not in control and that sometimes life doesn't go as planned. Um, but I am truly grateful to have ended up in these rooms despite um, what happened last summer, which I got another DUI and um, I was so terrified of how am I here again and just beating myself up for doing that. But um, I definitely realized that maybe I had to get to that point again to um, end up in this room and uh, I'm just really happy to be alive and grateful to not be drinking and um, I have so much like bad uh, thoughts tied to drinking that it's not even an option for me right now which I'm really happy about but uh, there is the fear that one day things will be um, really good and maybe that one drink will sound enticing or I still have friends that drink um, so yeah I know what I have to keep doing, I know who I have to keep surrounding myself, and uh, I know what my other life is like, and this one is just such a gift compared to how I was living before without any structure or goals or even a vision, really. But um, yeah, I'm just happy to be alive and uh, happy that all you guys are here, too. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe at eastlakebba.com. You can also help us reach others by spreading the word about our podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the East Lake Big Book Awakening Podcast.